The following podcast is a Rotten Corpse Radio production. Ready, set, podcast! Everybody, this is Danny. Tonight on the Side Files, I am joined by Jamie and Axel, as well as our guest star this evening, Axel's lovely wife Heather. We will be mentioning and discussing Star Trek this evening, all things Star Trek, whether you like it or not. Also, I want to inform everybody we have now launched a Patreon account. You can find that at patreon.com forward slash Rotten Corpse Radio. You know, if you're enjoying the podcast and want to help us out, jump on there and, you know, donate a dollar or two. Help us all out. Keep doing the things. You know you want to. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, just wanted to let you all know about that. We are now beaming into our current episode of The Sci-Files. <laughs> Sci-Files. Sci-Files. Beam us up. <laughs> Help! I have a very bad Scottish accent, so I won't even try. <laughs> but I can say... It's a recording studio, not a phaser. Damn it. Uh, or damn it, Jim. There we go. <laughs> I'll just say, she cannot take much more, but I'm trying to give it to her. <laughs> so, back. so, tonight's subject, we're talking about Star Trek Discovery, the Star Trek universe... And why is it that they seem to be slingshotting back and forth with the level of technology from one series to another? Uh, I think because the level of recording and film and uh, television making technology has increased since. <laughs> you know, every time they come out with a new series, there's new technology to make that series. So you, you that's have a, affecting the. Why, why are the transporters better in the past than the future? Is it, that one I think I'm going to have a problem with if that's the case in Discovery, based on the, the preview there that that uh, has been populated out there in the interwebs. And why is it that the um, technology and the screens and stuff on the series Enterprise? are actually more advanced than what was on the actual Enterprise from the original <laughs> series. I because mean, they look like projector and cardboard cutouts. They didn't have Mac Macintoshes back then. They had Macintoshes back then, they just weren't that great. No, they didn't have Apple Macintoshes back then. 
not when the original series was made. Well, their computers I mean, took up a whole room, but come eight on. tracks were the big deal back then, <laughs> which is why they had little plastic cards that they pretended to be magnetic tapes for the computer system. <laughs> I mean, that was, the, that was the it technology back then, boy. From practical effects to CGI. I know, right? <laughs> See yeah, how you, badly you we do can realize fuck it up. That some of those cartridges they were feeding into the machine, and I love this, pressed cardboard. I'm like, how do you fit any information on freaking cardboard? It's a television show. <laughs> you can fit whatever you want in it, and as long as the audience believes you. Like the badges <laughs> they used in the next generation. I love this. Cardboard with a straight with a um, safety pin glued or hot glued to well, it. The transporter effect was a glass jar full of glitter. I thought it was urine with nope, glitter. No, it was. It's, it oh was, no, it's the original. Last <laughs> year, full of glitter. That was the original transporter effect. Um, I think it's cool. What I find sad is that with all the new technology, it kind of ruins the um, the feel for them too. Because like with a lot of the older series they have to figure out and it's like with all the other kind of like Star Wars and Babylon was it was really cool because they had to be creative with how to make things now they don't have to and it kind of ruins that personable feel because they gave up on the on exactly. the, on on the practical mm. practical effects like you no know, I, I don't mean to interrupt I, you Danny but I have to say this because I mean you know, I come to do the Sci-Files podcast to enjoy myself and have fun and get away from Boy, my place. house and everything like that. But yet, no, my wife has to come along and join the show. Everybody <laughs> say hi to Heather. Hi. <laughs> I'll say hi in the um, traditional stoner way. <laughs> Just remember Puff Puff Pass. Now, here you go. I mean, we ain't holding nothing back. <laughs> so, wait a minute. That's... I don't know a lot about Discovery. I haven't actually read or anything a lot about it. I honestly thought it was going to be the, the whole uh, Michael Dorn Worf series is what I originally thought yeah. it was going to be. But I guess it's like a prequel to even Enterprise, the, the Enterprise series that came out, which was a prequel to the original series. I'm so lost. It's totally Star Wars. <laughs> I, I, I'm just sitting here going, Worf? Excuse me. I, I mean, come on. Can you imagine a series based around Worf? Actually, I can, and I thought it would be pretty cool. I, I, yeah, I would watch it. You would have a Federation starship running around playing Klingon. Yup. I mean, and I guarantee you he'd get shit done, too. <laughs> it would be like a lowrider version of the Enterprise. He'd float in in the Defiant and say, okay, guys, we need to get this done. Um, and they would say, no, and he would say, fire. <laughs> and that would be an awesome show. Yeah, Worf wouldn't be, like, wouldn't be like, Worf to the fleet, let's get this done. He'd be like, lock phasers, fire on my command. Done! And they'd be like, didn't you not give them any warning? He says, that was the warning. They've got sensors. They can tell our weapons are armed. <laughs> As a producer, no, I'm going st to state now, that's not just a sound effect. Jamie literally is wearing a combat. <laughs> Continue. And I'm, it functions, too. 
And thus you now know the level of geek in the sci-fi world. <laughs> hey, it voice commands my computer and my vibrator. <laughs> oh. I think he has a little too much fun with that toy. <sighs> Power on? <laughs> Don't tell me you got it on you. <laughs> That's gross. <laughs> Speed down by ten. <laughs> oh, wait. Group mode. So non-existent. What do we know about Enterprise? So I guess it's going to be a series. It's not going to be based off of the captain so much as it's going to be based off of the first officer and other crew members with the captain sort of being a sidebar. We mean show. we mean Discovery? Yeah, Discovery. Yeah. How do you make the captain the sidekick? Sidebar, not sidekick. Same thing. Matter of perception. Matter of right? <laughs> I mean... Matter of how many, how many times you've had a shot at the bar, I suspect. Well, but, let's start lining them up and let's see who does better. So, I don't... Vodka, I, whiskey... I guess I'm going to have to do more research to see, you know, and it, it is going to be a non-network show, even though it's being done by a network. It's going to be on, uh, you're, you're not going to see it on TV at 8 o'clock on Saturdays. You're going to actually have to go to uh, NBC, is it NBC? CBS. CBS. You'll have to go to CBS and go to their channel to actually watch it. Oh, nice. And then you got to take into account the channel they're putting it on. I mean, think about it. C B S. You know, and I'm like, you know, that's why I avoid watching that channel most of the time because I don't want to see B S. You know what? I I don't <laughs> think of it like that because the person who actually managed to keep Star Trek on the air as long as it was the original series, even that has led to the Star Trek Empire, was Lucille Ball and yeah, Desi Wing Studio. So, and, yeah, she, and she and was her studio got rolled on CBS, so, I mean, that, she literally helped create CBS, so I'm, I'm good with that. Yeah, but didn't Paramount have it for a long time before CBS even did anything with it? I mean, look at all the, um, I have no clue. movies that it started it. out, and even the original series ended up in the hands of Paramount Studios. And then we had, for a while, Channel 12 was actually United Paramount, which was UPN, you know, United Paramount Net Network. I have no idea. I grew up during the network wars. Yeah, where even the next all, generation was owned by Paramount. They were all trying to outdo out each other. And, um, and so when all of the new networks came around, like Fox and UPN and CW and all of so, that stuff. That, that, wait, I'm, I'm going to have to go online to their channel or something or like yeah you'll have to go online to watch it to their their, their All right. viewing channel too difficult already i'm done <laughs> yeah so, oh, I'll, I'll, i'd say i'd give the ratings on that two thumbs down and two toes just because i can so <laughs> per wikipedia and the for the discovery star trek the premise set roughly 10 years before the events of the original star trek the series follows the crew of the USS Discovery as they discover new worlds and civilizations while exploring the franchise's signature contemporary 
things. Hunter Perry. Yes, I cannot pronounce that. <laughs> the season-long storyline revolves around an incident and an event in Star Trek history that's been talked about but never been explored. Hmm. It does not say what that is. Mm. All of Kirk's illegitimate children. <laughs> well, no, this is before he had kids. Yeah. Oh, this is before he even became a captain. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is going to wait. It's since it, from the previews, I suspect this is going to be the uh, the first interaction with the Klingons. It could be that, and probably the Romulans, or it could explain the opening credits, because it seems like they're always out there exploring and searching for a purpose, and the opening credits seem to hint at this. They're trying to go where no man has gone before, so they must be chasing the USS Nomad. I have to stop you right there. In our current, current anti-gender biased. Society, I have to say, no one went before. Okay, you know, it doesn't matter which bathroom it was in. Nobody has been there. Yeah. Well, that is true. But I, I, I was trying to quote the original series that was written before they changed it to where no one has gone before. And believe me, my cats have been looking for that place. <laughs> so, I, you know, I hope that they do it right. I hope that they take. Uh, all of the themes that Star Trek has run out throughout the years of its being on in its various iterations. They're going to throw Michael Dorn on there somewhere randomly. You know this, right? I don't think so. I I really don't. If it's supposed to be that many years prior, I mean... That didn't stop him from bringing original Star Trek members on to the other different series. I mean... This is true, but (laughs) I mean... I'm sorry. These, These were the people that pioneered the series. If... You know, if they're going to nod to somebody, it's going to be them. But Oh, of course. This is, you know, it's... I, I really just hope that they, they don't try and reinvent the wheel. Because or more introduce often than not, the Borg in this series. More often than not, when you try and reinvent the wheel with a series that already has a very solid background, mm-hmm. it tends to not go well. What could yeah. be possible is that... It could be working from the way beginning, like doing almost a reboot where they're going to start from the decade before, and then they could potentially go from there and maybe start redoing. No, oh, they are not pulling an X Men. Oh, don't, no, don't. trust me. If you watch the way they've been doing everything up to this point, that's exactly what they're doing. They're working their way up to a slow reboot, and it looks like they're trying to take things on from the new timeline they've done with the new movies. But, see, I, I didn't realize that Sorry. it's only ten years before the original series, so I, I'm not sure how many years prior to Enterprise, or if Enterprise was before Discovery in that, so... I think it's the, the same timeline. They're just following a different ship. Sorry. Yeah. It could be. Well, it's, that it's, could be, yeah. Because Enterprise already had encountered the Klingons at that point. Oh, yeah, that's yeah, true. So... Yeah, and they will still be able to have the Andorians. Well, yeah. Because... The Andorians are cool. Yeah, but they killed them off by the time the next generation rolls around. No, the Andorians were still in next gen. Yeah. Yeah. There were a couple of... to the original Memory Alpha site you could look up online, the Andorians were taken out completely by the Vulcans. And then they rewrote the story a couple of times, and suddenly we have them showing back up. So I'm like... 
No, because there were you in the Next Generation series. There were occasionally a couple of Andorian crewmen walking in the halls. Now there were no. I'll have to check that because I I, I have the whole series and the only one that don't play is um, season three episode seventeen that I have. Uh, Father sins doesn't play, but. I'm pretty sure I don't recall ever seeing, and I could be wrong, I'm not saying I can't be, but I don't recall ever seeing Andorians in the next generation. Yeah, I'm not sure. I'll have to look it up myself. Uh, I, I never claim to know everything, just have a clue somewhere. Huh? Intelligent life, please. You're on the wrong planet for that, Bubba. <laughs> Thus my argument against the first contact scenario. If they were looking for intelligent life, they would have passed Earth right over. <laughs> Wouldn't matter you discovered warp drive, we're looking for intelligent life. You guys are probably going to turn right around and go warp right back into your planet and... You're not my problem. <laughs> you would. Now they're looking for a bunch of meth heads and marijuana guys. I would say this planet is infested <laughs> with freaking people and people are a parasite. I'd run very far away very quickly. <laughs> well, hey, they, they have discovered that um, pure concentrated marijuana oil works better than rocket fuel. Actually, yeah, there's a lot of things that they're finding out that uh, cannabis oil is. And actually, that's one of the things Hawaii is actually trying to get that uh, actually legally changed in their state to have marijuana be called cannabis now. Yep. Yeah, and they also want to now try and launch their own shuttle program using cannabis oil. And I'm just sitting there going, you know what, I'm going to be standing downwind from that, and I think I'll beat that damn thing into orbit. Okay, it looks like they were in the, the Andorians were in Deep Space Nine, not Star Trek, or not Next Generation. They they were seen in Deep Space Nine. Really? Which episode? Uh, episode in the cards. And the only reason why they didn't continue oh, to use them is because the the makeup appliances for their antennas yeah. wouldn't really stay up, so they just wrote them off. Yeah, well, and then, they, then they didn't gain considerable exposure until two thousand one to two thousand five Star Trek Enterprise series. Yep. Ah. See, they just needed to come up with Viagra. So, yeah, I'm really excited to see how this series compares with the other ones. And I hope the networks actually take the fans serious in this, rather unlike they didn't with Enterprise. Well, if they would have done that with Enterprise, don't you think they would have made a few more seasons? Well, it, or at it, least listen to the fact that they had a fan base. They did have a fan base, but their viewership wasn't high enough, which is why they canceled it. Kind of like Firefly much? Exactly like Firefly much. Only they determined afterwards that the number of viewers that didn't have those ratings boxes was something like a hundred times what they uh, estimated. And, and then they ended up making movies. And funny enough, now the networks are trying to, uh, the network that Firefly was on is actually trying to reboot it. Yep. Yep. Mm. And nobody wants to touch it with a 100 foot pole. 
you can't it's one of those things where if you don't go with it in the moment you can't recapture it later it was perfection yep. firefly was awesome cowboys in space oh hell yes <laughs> but there are no cows in space <laughs> they had cows in space they were even delivering some <laughs> He also made the comment of next time they'll um, be rank or um, slanging poodles, they have the smallest droppings. <laughs> because they had all the cows standing in the hull of the ship for months and... <laughs> yeah. So what do you think that you want to see from Discovery? I would like to actually see them take the series and go a little more toward what they were trying to do with Enterprise and some of what they were trying to do with the original series. It was like a space comedy that was intellectual, not really a, a drama, but it was an action series. I think that would really be the best route to take it. I really don't want to see them violating their own world's physics at every chance they get, like a lot of series do once they decide they're going to go this far and reboot this many times. Well, I actually, I, I, I have to agree with that, because one of the things I did like about Star Trek was that Gene Roddenberry had done his homework. He went to NASA yeah. and said, give me the actual theories and theoretical possibilities right. of what I'm going to try and present, and a lot of NASA NASA scientists were consultants on the original Star Trek series. Yeah, originally they actually told him to take a flying leap until he realized he was serious and the show was actually going to be made. Mm -hmm. I always found that kind of an interesting side note, that NASA actually didn't want anything to do with it in the beginning. Yeah, this might be about the Treaty um, of Armands. We'll find out. I mean, that's what we gotta do. That's what one of the fans the are Accords. suggesting. Uh, the Kittimer Accords were in between the original series and Next Gen. Oh. So they're definitely gonna have to be introducing the Romulans. Yeah, that's kind of what I was thinking. Is It's gonna be either the, the big start of the Federation Klingon War or the big start of the Federation Romulan War. Which I thought both those overlapped. They did. Uh, but the Klingon conflict was towards the end of the Romulan conflict, and the Romulans had pretty much kind of backed out at that point. Yeah. As far as I understand it. I think yeah, it would be really and the cool Romulans backed out to um, develop their um, croaking technology, or was that cloaking technology? Cloaking technology. Yep. Because it yeah. seems like for quite a while the Romulans just kind of croaked right out of the series for a while, and then showed back up with a vengeance in Next Generation. Yeah. Well, between in. It'll be interesting if they put this uh, aspect in the show because between the Klingon and the Romulans, how the Klingons got their cloaking technology was because of treaties with the Romulans. Right. And so, but you don't find that out in the original series so much, and you don't find that out in the 
preceding series is after that. But if you read backstories that were put out, um, official ones, then you find out that it was the Romulans that gave the Klingons their cloaking technology. So I honestly thought it was that they did this one. They got into a skirmish or came across a damaged Romulan ship with a cloaking device and went, Lock onto that shit. Beam it up. <laughs> I'm just well, no, up. The, the Romulans and Klingons were at war for a short time, and the Romulans got out of the war by giving the Klingons the cloaking technology. Are you sure the Klingons didn't just go? Lock onto their engine room and beam it over here. You know, I maybe mean, that seriously? was in Jim Roddenberry's head, but in the official <laughs> stories, um, it was... It was one of the concessions the Romulans made for the treaty mm. with the Klingons. Um, Neat. So maybe that's where the um, Romulans got their um, nasty plasma guns they apparently have that are so much better than the um, Federation's. Nope. Uh, I used to play a lot of Starfleet battles, so. <laughs> He's been beamed up! Um, <laughs> the Federation Sorry. had their phasers, uh, which. Mm -hmm. I'm not exactly sure what a phaser is, other than it's phased light, a phased laser. Um, but it, it the Klingons cool have disruptors, and the Romulans have plasma weapons. Though the I Kling thought the, the, they had disruptors too. From watching the series, the Romulans and Klingons both used disruptors. The Breen used plasma-based weapons. The Romulans, uh, they. As far as I understand it, originally the Romulans had plasma weapons, which is why the plasma torpedoes were such a big thing, especially in the original series. Uh, it, that could be the part of the treaty between the Klingons and the Romulans, is that the Romulans figured out that disruptors were more devastating and took those instead of you and just kept their plasma torpedoes. Hmm. hmm. It, to me, it's all damage. <laughs> I'm just thinking plasma torpedo versus antimatter torpedo. Uh, I think the antimatter Anti would be anti a lot matter. worse. Yeah. I antimatter, yeah. That would be cool to see, though. <laughs> I don't think so. I, no, I, I, you wouldn't I don't want, want to be, be near close. that. <laughs> I want to view it from a distance. <laughs> I mean, considering the fact that when one positron hits one proton, you have a nuclear explosion. Like I said, from me distance, very far, <laughs> far away. Oh, did you hear about this one? Apparently, uh, our research scientists have discovered this neat little fact. They can create particles of dark matter as well as of antimatter. When some genius decided to see what would happen when a couple of these particles came together, Instead of getting a one-to-one -one reaction, meaning a 100% annihilation, they got an over-unity explosion. I hadn't heard that one. It scared the research scientists, and I'm sitting there going, wouldn't they have figured this one out if you've got antimatter interacting with matter that isn't entirely matter? That there might be some other effects that would come from this? Uh, I imagine an exotic effect would come of it. 
Exactly. Considering they're dealing with exotic matter. Bingo. So why didn't somebody slap them before they tried that? <laughs> well, I mean, you you send you send antimatter and dark matter to a bar, throw a few beers at them, and then let them get together and have a party. And of course, somebody's going to get out of control. Of course, somewhere <laughs> you're going to have puppies. <laughs> somebody's going to get out of control. So according to CheatSeatSheets.com, I don't know how true they are, but they always seem to have some info, uh, they are going to be sticking to the Prime Universe instead of going off where J.J. Abrams is. Mm. So it's going to be the normal universe. Okay. So for the incident that sent Spock back into time. Right. Oh, wait, they're going to have to build up to that. And then they're going to muck it all back up again. I mean, they've already established a movie franchise that they want to make off this new timeline. They're not just going to go, computer, end program, reset. Let's just well go back to the way it was. <laughs> Star Trek has so many alternate timelines that it's unreal. <laughs> I mean, yeah, they, they talk about the Prime Directive and the Prime Temporal Directive and yet yeah, not, not causing paradoxes and all that, but throughout the series... They created so many paradoxes <laughs> that I'm surprised the Star Trek universe still exists. It seems like a like right, bad episode of Rick and Morty. <laughs> <laughs> it's like going, computer, let's violate the Prime Directive. Honestly, I actually think that's part of the reason why it took them so long to get home in Voyager. <laughs> the number well, of... Because they, yeah. like, they kept pinholing their fucking path, and they had to kind of like go... It's well, like, oh shit, where well, we got to turn left? No, turn right. No, we're turning left. Right. What? Right. Go straight. The right's got to come up with, what, seven to eight seasons before they... Uh, got home. Got home, so... Well, no, no, <laughs> Got to no. figure out why. The, the amount of time that it took to, to make them get home was directly related to how many people wanted to watch the show from week to week. And I think it was, didn't they actually found a, like, a way home and then something did happen? And oh, no. Like, oh, no, 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 no. That like was three solved. Or, three or four different times oh, okay. that there was a quick path to home. Yep. Yeah. And then Janeway said, yeah, I'm not willing to, to sell out that, that much to do it. Yeah, but I'm sorry, but the last greatest was opportunity they had to head home was taken care of by the boost in the ratings when they brought on Seven of Nine. I mean, you know that was just going to slow their journey home. Funny enough, <laughs> I got to go to a Star Trek convention, or a, a sci-fi convention here in Portland, where uh, had Robert Picardo, who used to play the uh, holographic doctor on Voyager. Mm -hmm. And during his panel where he talked to everybody, he said that he felt really, really, he was really unhappy with the previous guest, which was the guy who played Chakotay, whose name I can't remember. He was there the day before. And every time that somebody came up with a cast photo for Robert Carter to sign, he noticed that Chakotay, who was standing ne also next to Seven to Nine, had invariably signed his name across her chest. <laughs> <laughs> He was a bit. He was a bit perturbed by that. <laughs> so Lovely. Speaking of like cast members oh and stuff, what do we think of the casting for Discovery? I know we have a Walking Dead alum, uh, Shaniqua Martin Green. 
Yeah. I believe. She looks so. like she's going to be. She's not the captain. It looks like she's, she's going to be the first officer. Yeah. She's the first. And, and that's what's going to focus on, correct? That's yeah. who they're going to focus on. Yeah. Yeah. I I don't watch The Walking Dead, so yeah. I, so I know I. Oh. So I know what type of personality like she has on The Walking Dead and like I definitely would expect her to be a badass character honestly. Let's hope so. <laughs> if the I mean if okay, not that if they casted her for not that, that Janeway that wasn't a good captain and all of that, but she wasn't she wasn't the badass that they kind of needed for yeah. that series. Mm-hmm. But she was she was good for the series and I, I totally agree for that, but if she'd been a little bit more badass, a little bit more up would, with this shit, I will not put. Right. Uh, I think the series would have done would have been a little bit better. Well, she was to a degree that way, but I'm just thinking the fact that she's the first notable female captain. They were trying to be yeah. a little more reserved with her character. Personally, me, I would have not made her straight because the way her character was written and played out. If you watch the series. She may as well have been either gay or bi. I think it would have given her character a lot more um, bite, too, when it came to a few things. I totally understand I always why. thought she was, like, Me too. gay. I... Nope. No, she nope. Was according to the notes, she nope. married to a guy. Yep. <laughs> yeah. And I think, and I know why they did it. I think she was a little too Starfleet for the fact that they were 40,000-some-odd light years away from Starfleet. But I know why they did it in the series, which mm-hmm. was to keep the fact that even though we are so far away from home, we need to maintain our humanity. And right. that was kind of an allegory for that. Yeah, see, I would have kept they the humanity, but I would have pitched bit. the immuniforms and the chonies a long time ago. Well, that's what the Maquis wanted to do. <laughs> do, we have, do we have other like people that we might actually know from recent shows or movies? I like I said, I haven't looked into Star Trek Discovery as much. And really, I I just studied it for the show tonight, so I'm going to be completely honest. Honesty on radio, people. They haven't even seen the trailer. So you're you're ahead of me. Cheat <laughs> <laughs> sheets does say that familiar characters are said to appear eventually, so they might have some people from like the Star Trek movies. Oh, that would be cool. cool. But yeah. But it's going to be obviously pre before they became like in the academy and stuff. Obviously, right. But. See, I, I will be definitely upset if they give them something too much like the um, original series flip communicator or actually make the pins that they actually have in some of the earlier series oh. work like the uh, uh, next generation. Like, just, as a, just as a side thing. Um, Anthony Rapp is actually in the series. He was okay. um he was in uh, the movie adaptation of Rent as well as like Dazed and Confused, Jeez. Adventures in Babysitting. We're going that far back. Um, another actor or actress that's in this uh, series is uh, Michelle Yeoh, um, who had actually been in fucking. Oh, she was in uh, Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. Oh, um, nice. She's also in uh, Mechanic Resurrection as well as uh, Tomorrow Never Dies. Um, and another notable actor who's in the series, and I can't remember his name right off the bat. He was actually in uh, the intru- like the BBC series of The Intruders as well as um, he was in season three of True Blood. Um, and I'm trying to remember the actor's name, but it just falls off. It just 
kind of eludes me at this one point. One of the things that I hope that they do in this one is something that they haven't done so much in the others, which is throw in more representations of the different races that are actually yes. a part of the Federation at this point it's in the timelines. Oh, yeah. They yeah. have introduced so many different races as one-offs throughout yeah. all the different series. It would be nice for the ones that are supposed to be from that quadrant yep. to show up more often as a staple. Yep. That would be cool. Yep. Kind of like, like that. Yeah, it's like ho <laughs> hopefully they'll have some of the Andorians. They'll have Vulcans. We already know that they're going to have oh, Vulcans. Yeah, James Frayne, that's who plays... Uh, okay. he, he actually plays a Sarek... Uh, Spock's father. They were. I did find another side that were talking about the Klingons and the possibility of having them before they got their what we see them now. So they may actually stick to what in that theme. Oh, Rian Wilson's also going to be in the series. Um, and the reason why they're streaming it is what I was reading was it gives them more leeway to have more violence and stuff well, there you go that would be a good reason for it <laughs> language they, they don't they don't have to they don't have to deal with network censors exactly which yeah. is funny because it's the same thing as online so no. why it's really just the people that actually watch it so yeah. you're going to end up having children anyways so and a lot a of a lot anymore. of people who uh were doing different various formats of media like television and radio and music are all actually switching to a more online presence. I mean, even Weird Al has said he's not going to make any more CDs or anything. He's going to go, all of his music now is going to go straight to the internet. Whether he... Uh, it's well, all they, his crap they went straight to the web anyway. Yeah. Mm. Everything's oh, done And they online. are bringing someone that's gay. They have a gay <laughs> character. Yay. I, I, I did hear that. <laughs> okay. I have to bring I think, it up. I think it's awesome. I yeah, have to bring it, awesome. it up. No, Picard was by. That's right. I, I have to bring it up because there's also another show that's coming out that I'm excited to see, and that's going to be The Orville. And in that one, this whole... <laughs> Orville? The, the Orville. If you haven't oh. seen the preview for it, look, watch it because it's awesome. It's like a but the whole they're bringing in a gay character thing, The Orville kind of takes that whole aspect out with one of the characters because in the the trailer uh the captain meets this guy and says hey i'm a, you know you're one of these race right and all of the race is male right yep every single one of the mace is rail male so <laughs> is rail? Yeah, rail, yeah, i'm flubbing here so but yeah the entire race is male so there's that's the only gender there is no gay there is no straight there is male well no that would make them all gay <laughs> Only from a human perspective. Yeah. Uh, what other perspective would you expect our Espe listening audience to have? Especially since they, I mean, they reproduce asexually, so like, it's kind of fun. It's kind of a fun so thing for that. Harry yeah. Palms isn't the only consequence from that. <laughs> and of course, a uh, notable thing: uh, the Orville's uh, created by Seth MacFarlane, is a creator of Family Guy, yeah, and all that, that other stuff. Yeah, well, um, and the preview is actually pretty. Funny. And I think it's awesome because okay, so Seth MacFarlane was behind the show Blunt Talk. Blunt Talk featured um, that uh, is an Patrick, awesome show. Patrick Stewart as the it's like as the Avery main guy in yeah, real life. Exactly, <laughs> and. Uh, and the funny part is, is now that Blunt Talk is canceled from Stars, they're picking up a, you know, Fox has picked up his Star Trek esque show, which yeah. is so awesome. Yeah, it's, that one's going to be awesome. 
Yeah. Yeah, my favorite Star Trek esque show would have to have been an Andromeda with Kevin Sorbo. Yeah. I'm telling you, well, he is was, a yummy man. It was it was created <laughs> by Gene Roddenberry, and of course, I have some issues with that show, but the chicks were hot, so I can I can deal with those issues. Yeah, what about the guy who played Tyrannosazi? Oh, you look I'm bad sorry, I'm, I'm completely completely male. <laughs> I was asking the group, not specifically you, but it, it, it is nice to know that you're very male, but that doesn't really say that you can't find someone else attractive or interesting or say that someone else might. I, too, am also male. Um, <laughs> and, see, and, and you should see the things these males do. There's, there's one <laughs> point about this little bit of the conversations that you're coming completely overlooking here, Jamie, and that is the fact that my wife is sitting right here next to me, <laughs> talking with us, and I am just going to say I am completely male. <laughs> and I'm just waiting for her to chime in on, come on, Sorbo? I mean, he played Hercules, I mean, well, yeah. come on. I didn't, yeah, I didn't they? care for the show, though. Well, that's not why I watched the shows either. <laughs> I I didn't watch Xena for the action. Oh I no! <laughs> actually, Kevin Serba actually made an appearance in uh, Supergirl. Yeah, just for a this, few seasons. Just this mm-hmm. last few episodes. Oh, nice. Have cool. you guys seen those uh, Mythica movies? Mm-mm. He's like one of the main characters, or one of the main actors in that in that series. And there's like five films i think i backed a couple of them on kickstarter like that they're really cool you should check them out i mean if you if, if, yeah if you like kevin's work and stuff and yeah. so far, so far he plays a badass that. mage so cool i've heard some of the actors who are going to be on the show are method actors but then i've also heard of what they call methadome actors you know where they just take enough methadome to where isn't that half of hollywood acting. I wonder. I want to think. I remember him from. Um, any of you ever see the sh- uh, the web series The Guild? Yes. Yeah. Like he was in that, wasn't he? When they were doing the conventions. I don't like, know. Play, I playing him, like playing 13. himself. The only part of The Guild I watched was the music videos that they put out, which I think are freaking hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> Except for Those the Christmas were... one. The Christmas one wasn't that good. No. Robot <laughs> chicken. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Robot chicken is a lot of hit and miss. Robot mm. Chicken has some really freaking hilarious stuff, and then you have stuff oh, that sorry that I missed. Uh, sorry, sorry, you, sorry, sorry, sorry. You have to look at and go, um, yeah, it would have been better had you not done that. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, that's the point of the show. Yeah, yeah that, that's kind of the way Robot Chicken works. So like, whoops, we missed. Sorry, sorry. Well, just like any other dumb joke, you could do. Sometimes it really is hilarious, and other times it's like, really, dude. Yeah. So. <laughs> so I, I think uh, I think we've kind of spaced above and beyond our uh, our Star Trek here, <laughs> Don't we which was another awesome sci-fi series that they canceled way too damn soon. If you haven't seen Space Above and Beyond, watch that. It kicks butt. What about the uh, original Quantum Leap? Yeah. And then they did a reboot on it, which I actually thought was not bad, considering they got rid of the pocket watch and added the holographic guy. Yeah. Sliders was better than Quantum Leap. Oh, Sliders was like cool, both. but they, they also had hotter guys. Uh, <laughs> okay. 
I unfortunately am predicting Discovery may not work very well. And the reason why is that it's not a new thing. It's not an original idea or anything. There's a reason why the first Trek worked. There's a reason why Enterprise worked. There's a reason why Deep Space Nine and Voyager worked. They all, yes, some of them had similar things, but they all had new things. They all had, for instance, Star Trek had the Vulcan. Um, Enterprise had Data. They had a hologram guy who acted the same guy. They all had different things, even though they replaced them and replaced the originals. Discovery didn't do that. It's, well, we don't know yet. It's gonna be it's gonna be interesting to see what they do with Discovery. I'm definitely gonna watch it. Yeah, uh, I recommend sense. any Star Trek fan to watch it because oh, yeah. then you say you can't you have, and if you have, you don't like it, then you know. Besides, Voyager loaded their um, show with ringers pretty much for as much as they could because, like you said, the voyage was going to take as long as people were interested in watching the show. So Mm -hmm. you've got Bellana Taurus, you've got, uh, um, I forget the actress's name who played Seven of Nine. Jerry Ryan. I will dedicate (laughs) my time to at least the first episode. Yes. Well, I won't promise nothing past that, but I will at least watch the first episode. I think one of the reasons that Voyager was actually so popular is because all of the ones that they put out after the original series, Voyager was the one that was most like the original series in the fact that they were exploring unknown space and encountering new alien races and enter- and uh, okay, keep going. and uh, new alien races and. Uh, new situations, and that was what made Star Trek, the original series, really cool. Generations was more about exploring what they had already explored mm-hmm. yeah. rather than exploring new stuff, though they did have some of that aspect in it. Well, and Harry Kim was kind of cute, too. Well, he was in Voyager, not Generations. Yeah, and so was um, Tom Paris. Okay. Also in Voyager. Yeah, also Voyager. <laughs> I, so. I, I would like to bring up, though, uh, um, actually it was announced this week that um, the original um, eight-episode uh, pilot season for um, Discovery has now been extended to 15 episodes. Nice. So there's a lot yeah. more network backing for this series and that probably has a lot to do with the production team and the writing and everything else that goes into it as well so i can't imagine that cbs is going to be dumping a lot of money into this not expecting a really big return especially when it's launching on their you know on their app and instead of tv because you'll get a lot of people who are going to be casual people who will just come in and maybe watch a episode or you're going to get a a bunch of people who are going to log on and just binge watch the shit out of it yeah see yeah. yeah. Same, same, watching. same. Thank you for joining us tonight. We appreciate having you all listen. And we did enjoy our uh, rant on Star Trek. And remember, we'll be doing Star Wars next. So grab the KY and brace yourself.